0: Hey guys, we're the Quarantines. I'm Pranav.
1: And I'm Sasha.
0: And today's topic is about polio. So, polio or poliomyelitis is a disabling and life threatening disease caused by the polio virus. Though it's life threatening, only around 28% of people will have visible symptoms, which Sasha is going to talk about in a few. So, polio largely affects children under five years of age. And the virus is spread person to person, usually by the fecal-oral route or by contaminated water and food. The virus enters through these mediums and multiplies in the intestine, and then that's where you're going to figure out you have symptoms. So, of the three strains of poliovirus, there's type 1, type 2, and type 3, Wild poliovirus type 2 was eradicated in 1999, and there's no case of wild type 3 since November 2012 in Nigeria. So, both strains have been officially certified as globally eradicated. So, as of 2020, only poliovirus type 1 exists, and it exists in two countries Pakistan and Afghanistan. So some notable figures who've had polio are President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, or FDR, one of the greatest violinists, Zach Perlman, and Robert Oppenheimer, who was a famous theoretical physicist and the director of the Manhattan Project in World War II. Yeah, so I'm going to go a bit into some of
1: the symptoms you might get. So although most of the serious symptoms occur in the rare cases, most polio patients experience fever sore throat, headache, and mostly body pain and muscle stiffness. Fatigue and tender limbs are also observed in several cases. Paralytic polio occurs rarely compared to common cases, but it still occurs today regardless of the fact that the last case of naturally occurring polio was recorded in 1979. Paralytic polio symptoms include loss of reflexes, severe muscle aches and weakness, and loose and floppy limbs, also known as flaccid paralysis. Even if the person infected notices that their symptoms are withdrawing, post-polio syndrome still occurs in numerous patients. Symptoms of this syndrome include decreased tolerance of colder temperatures, atrophy, and joint pain, similar to the other common system symptoms.
0: Alright. So there are multiple outbreaks in the United States that started in nineteen sixteen and ended by nineteen seventy-nine after the creation of the vaccine and the administration of the vaccine. In the United States, the 1952 polio epidemic was the worst outbreak in the nation's history. There were 57,628 cases in that year, and around 3,000 died, and 21,000 were left with mild to disabling paralysis. Also, for the next four decades, swimming pools, movie theaters, and birthday parties were canceled during the polio season, which was usually in the summer, and there was a lot of social distancing going on much like how we're doing today.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I wish at least a few of these measures were actually put into place today to stop the spread of COVID-19. Yeah. Um, But actual prevention methods for polio, um, obviously a vaccine. So children receive four doses of the polio vaccine before they turn six. So although this vaccine may have a few effects on people with weak immune system, it is still better to get the vaccine rather than contracting the virus itself. A child should be taken back to the doctor immediately if they are experiencing difficulty breathing or having a rapid heart rate. A single dose of the vaccine will suffice for an adult if they were not vaccinated as a kid. So although there's no actual cure for polio, um, treatment includes bed rest for fatigue, physical therapy for muscle pain, and anti-inflammatory medications. So of course, prevention would be better than cure since there's no actual drug to help um, cure the virus at this point.
0: So now let's look at the lessons that we learned from the outbreak. There are a few major things that we learned. A lot was testing, global funding, and global unity. So with testing, uh, the Global Polio Eradication Initiative, or GPEI, has an extensive testing system that uses the community and family engagement and science and research to determine and test for cases of polio. GPEI's teams in Nigeria, too, use polio surveillance systems that identify new cases, and they also test sewage systems and water sources to figure out if they're contaminated. Global funding was also a major lesson learned. With more than $9 billion being invested in eradicating polio, the whole global community is funding the eradication for this disease, and still more funds are being invested to make sure that every child can get a vaccine. There was also a lot of global unity. The GPEI that I talked about before was formed in 1988, and that was in partnership with the World Health Organization, Rotary International, the U.S. CDC, the United Nations Children Fund, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So these giant charity and health organizations work together to fund and also unite the whole world into fighting polio that's the end of our show today guys thank you for listening next week we're going to discuss hepatitis and remember please wear a mask and socially distance if you're going outside because you know there is still a pandemic going on
1: of course and stay at home and
0: listen to our podcast instead of going outside yeah that too well We'll see you guys later. Thank you, guys.